Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of The Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. I am your amazing host, Mr. Jared Clinton. Oh, wait, guys, it's a little empty studio today. Oh, wait, that's because Kevin Patter out. It's just me and the intern today. We're going to be rocking it NFC East style. There'll be no Alabama talk, no Patriots talk. Oh, it's going to be a great show. We miss Kevin and uh, Pat. They're actually they're doing stuff with their families today. So get, we uh, decided it would be the best for them to like, take the night off and enjoy their families. Me and uh, the intern can hold it down the fort. We almost had a surprise guest, too, which is hysterical. But that we'll, we'll save that. I'll keep that, that one in the holster for a time down the road. Intern, how you doing today, bud? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling – I uh... this week is like my, uh, you know, kind of a slow work week, I'll be honest. But nice. the – the weather's real nice. I uh, finished all my work like around three-ish. So then I just took a walk around like Riverway, around Fenway. Took some nice pictures. I, 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 I sent you the picture of that poster or that billboard that's right outside Fenway. Very funny. I had a good chuckle about that one. Mm-hmm. For those who are – for the listeners out there, there's a billboard right outside Fenway that said, uh, Dear Boston, thank you for Mookie Betts from yeah, the Dodgers. Dodgers Boston has a learning that Dodgers fans are dicks. <laughs> I hate Dodgers fans with a passion. Like every time I see a kid wearing a Dodgers hat somewhere, I'm like, "You like the Dodgers?" No, I just like the hat. I'm like, "Good." I keep okay. walking. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, um, it's been a weird week. Like I had to work almost all day today, counting this. I literally had about a three-hour break. Went and got, went and lifted, and then just Samir just watched me basically go jaws on a whole thing of Chinese food. He gobbled it down. Yeah, you know, it's everyone wonders like Jared, why do you burp so much? Mm, it's not because of the beer, guys. It's the it's how much I freaking eat. It's the but, oh, I found out this over the weekend, man. You are a fan favorite with some of the listeners. They love you, man. Oh wow, is that so? Yeah, the, in, yeah, the intern apparently like some of my boys like, yo, we love listening to your intern, man. He's hysterical. Hey man, I try. I I come in here, I loosen my muscles. I you know I try to get loose. You know, I don't my know. My favorite is my favorite is uh. 
when like at the end of the show, Steve of course took a haymaker and submitted just for fun. <laughs> Yeah, I could. I mean, the guy has thirty-one thousand followers. I can't say anything, man. Who am I? Oh, I talk shit to him regardless. I don't give a fuck how many followers he has. I fall in line, man. I know my role. Oh no! See, I listen this, to what the Rock has to say. See, this is this is the funniest thing. This is maybe my issue is like when Kev said "What the fuck, Steve?" on our first on the first time we had him on in front of him, Kev was drunk off his ass. Me, I like I'll just yell at Steve because it's funny. I have no fear anymore. <clears throat> like I like literally he followed me on Instagram and he goes and he, we start talking Jordans and I'm just like this motherfucker really gonna disagree with me and I've been following him for 20 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, no. Thanks again for Steve Rawl for coming on last week. It was a great time. Oh, absolutely. I would also like to apologize to the people who paid attention to our uh, live stream on Thursday. I was so hungover. I could, <laughs> I Samir had four pairs of glasses on. I took one sip of beer and had to hit my chest for so I didn't throw up. It was a rough day. We made it through. It was our shortest episode we've done since COVID. It was bad, like or, like middle, like stick <laughs> of COVID. So, you know, better show on Thursday. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to have fun with it. So, yeah. All right, Samir, we had a lot of signings over the week. I think NFL Free Agency finally came back with a swing on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Your, Giants are, your Giants fans are fucking irritating me right now. My Eagles actually made three signings somehow. We're, I think we're down to, like – point two cents on our cap <laughs> i mean also we shouldn't have like like eaten 32 million dollars in cap space hmm. whatever um all right samir's fucking giants sign kenny galladay the biggest the biggest one of the biggest fish in free agency are i think i think the second best receiver in free agency right now the only reason i put Corey sure. davis ahead of him is davis is younger um also davis had like a career year last year where galladay was all it was injured um they also get one of the more underrated corners in this free agent class that's dory jackson one of the better deep ball coverage guys in the league somebody to keep up with either jamar chase or uh jalen rigger when you guys play us huh um because you know bradbury can't bradbury can't run with those guys um radbury's a great receiver like he locked up fulgham for half the game um the second you guys put uh well who's your other who's your number two corner last year uh logan ryan uh, Logan Ryan struggle with Fulgham. See, you know what's so funny? It's like this. I think I, I said this before the show, and we'll get into free agent talk in a second. Bold prediction here, kid. Sure. Our two teams are going to be the front runners of the NFCs next year. Everyone's like, Jared, the Eagles can be trash. Stop hmm. your slow your roll. Slow your roll. Everyone's getting hype on the Washington on the Washington football team, the Washingtons. If you haven't seen the league, that's why it's so funny. That 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 episode alone is just offensive, but it's hysterical. <laughs> of course, my respect to the Native American community is, goes without saying, and the fact that they made fun of the fact that that team is so offensive. That name can be so offensive to certain Native oh American certain tribes. I mean, there's some certain Native American tribes that may not be. I'm not speaking for them because I'm I'm a fucking white kid. But like at the same time, like you could see where that'd be offensive. Um, be oh, calling like a team from fucking Warsaw, calling them the Polacks. Um, <laughs> even it's not even the same level. But um, basically, I look at Washington. You get Fitz Magic, maybe some Fitz Tragic, some quarterback they draft in the fifth or sixth round, or yeah. fourth or third, whatever. They're, like, what are they gonna get? Sam Ellinger? Come on. Um. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. You have Taylor Heineke. Heineke, who it took Jalen Hurts being pulled for you guys to beat us when we were down to our scrubs last year. Oh my God! They got Curtis Samuel, and uh, I mean William Jackson was a great. I love the William Jackson sign. That one's great. Yeah, that's a that, great signing. It replaces Ronald Darby, who had a career year last year with them. So, um, I mean, 
I will say this. The, the Washington football team is maybe the most balanced team in the division. Sure. But they're not great at anything. They're good at a lot of things. I would argue the defensive line is great. Defensive line, I think, is just elite. But at the same time, like, Jalen Hurts proved how you beat them. You get them upfield. You run or pull down with your quarterback. Yeah. Um, also, we didn't even have Miles Sanders for that last game, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. Both guys who play Washington, we didn't even have our best running back, which I find hilarious. Uh, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys quick, and you can either def- agree or disagree with me. One, Dak's going to be slower. I'm sorry. That ankle injury looked mm. gruesome. He's not going to be able to run around like a maniac and throw the ball with his back foot. Two, there's a lot of guys demanding the ball. You had the uh, introduction of Blake Jarwin being a number one tight end threat. You've got CD coming into his own for season two. You have Gallup, who's in a, a contract year. And you have Amari Cooper, who people are saying is not worth the money. Oh, and you have that fat, bloated loser named Zeke. I hate Zeke as a person. That's I. I, I also I hate Deeply. his laziness. I hate his laziness. I really do because the man, that man has so much talent, but wastes it. Mm. I when I watched Zeke for the first time in, at Ohio State, I think it was uh, 2014 national title. Like, yeah. Oregon. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They smacked Alabama. They smacked Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow. That dude's going to yep. be a top 10 pick whenever he comes out. This kid, this running back is this shit. I like, I even thought he was like, all right, nobody even catch him. Not even like Todd Gurley. He's like going to be like the next Adrian Peterson. And I'm like, oh, he's lazy. His father even warned us about it. So, yeah. Uh, their defense couldn't stop a cold. Oh, Keanu Neal. Yeah, big difference with Dan Quinn. Oh, the Keanu Neal, Dan Quinn. Oh, they're back together. Yes. Oh, what, you mean one of the good. slowest safeties in the league who's known for taking yeah. cheap shots? Oh, Ooh, my God. Safety. I hate that they call him a hybrid safety. That just means he's a bad safety. I'm sorry. I'll say it. He can't fucking cover. Yeah. I love it. Like, they did it, like, right after the Eagles went and got Anthony Harris for, like, bargain bin change. Like, oh, who's the best safety in the market? Howie. $5 million. Cool. <laughs> well, we'll get to this. All right. So, Samir. You're Giants. We'll, oh. talk, we'll talk about why we think the Giants and Eagles are going to be tops because we'll talk about free agency. Your Giants, they get Galladay. They get Adoree Jackson. I'm a little skeptical on Jackson still. That's why I was kind of happy we didn't pay him as much money as you guys did. Both players are boom or bust kind of. Galladay yeah. Jackson with his coverage skills under 20 yards. What do you think? Uh, so <laughs> I'm very excited for this Giants team, and here's why. Uh, Adore Jackson, he doesn't have to be the best cornerback on our team. He can be the third best cornerback on the team. Does that mean we overpaid him a little bit? Sure. But now if you look at our at our secondary, it's it's deep, and I think it could be arguably a top five defense. You have Bradbury, who's a certified lockdown quarter, could be even top ten. You have a great slot corner in Logan Ryan, and then now you have a young, fast talent like in Adore Jackson. Uh, to and Jabril Peppers back in. Yeah, Jabril Peppers and Xavier McKinney in his second year. Um, so I think that really opens up our, uh, you know, our options with the 11th pick. I think, you know, of course, with the addition of Galladay, who's, I think he's a fantastic receiver. I think a perfect fit with, fit with Daniel Jones, who could throw the that intermediate ball very well. I think that's his, his one of his biggest strengths, especially as a passer. I think Galladay's going to go up there, get those intermediate deep balls. Now we have John Ross. Uh, adding a little speed, hopefully he can break off a few uh, deep balls and and stretch the defense a little bit. And all this, you know, yeah. re- start re- relieving pressure for Saquon to to hopefully have a a big breakout year in his contract season. 
but so it, it really opens up our options with the 11th pick because now we can go we can go get a uh, edge rusher we can get Rousseau we can get we can go get another tight end um if maybe if this Kyle Rudolph signing I don't know the news with that um we can go grab Pitts um if he's there uh people are saying maybe even uh Smith um and I think my personal preference would be uh Slater the offensive or the tackle he's a tackle right um and I and that that kid's a beast and and honestly, if we could address the rest of our issues in free agency and and just keep bolstering that that uh, offensive line, which has been kind of our downfall the past uh, almost ten years now, I think uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I have to say. I will admit, you guys are in a good spot. But like I said before the show, it's all about the guy putting his foot on the accelerator and handing the steering wheel. Yeah, we're gonna turn be a- gets his shit together and his highlight yeah. play. Kyle Brandt said this. His highlight play was him looking like he got shot by a sniper in open field. <laughs> just like dun, dun, dun. just. And you know what the thing is? Unfortunately, by the Giants, for every guy you just named, there is an if and a half next to it. Yeah. Was Bradbury the next Josh Norman? Why is Logan Ryan gonna be like slow lose a step? Is it Dory Jackson not good at covering anything except go rounds? And then Jill Brill Peppers, is he really a true number one safety? McKinney, is he really going to be good in the second year? Your linebacking core is shaky. Pass rush is okay, but uh, Leonard Williams, I thought, was keeping him around was good. Oh, boy, I'll lay off the cheap shots, though. Um, the Dalvin Thomas thing, that's a big loss. Yeah, Dalvin that was Thomas, a big loss. loss. Sure. Also, with uh, Saquon, can he stay healthy? Why yeah. was Robbins working better without him? Are you going to get the same results out of Slayton now that um, – um, what's his face is here. Um, now that, uh, Galladay and Ross have arrived and also what's the deal with Sterling Shepard. It's, it's a lot of ifs. A lot of ifs, but I'm choosing to be positive And I, uh, and I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, it's the first time that I've had reason to be positive in a while. So that's why I'm, I like the giant signings a lot. I think it's a lot of boom and bust, which is good to us in the NFL right now. My Eagles, they go out. They get the top, arguably one of the top safeties in the class of so free agents, uh, Anthony Harris. Kind of a ball hawking type of safety, flies around the ball a little bit. One year deal, $5 million, kind of a prove it deal. He's 20 years old, had a down year last year. I like the move. Um, I guess I'll burp him. Um, it's one of those in the biz, what we like to call a prove it deal, of course, Jared. <laughs> well, that pretty good for that receiver, number 17, for at least the first two years uh-huh. um, that we did. Uh, you know, and we got a, a special team safety from the um, Buccaneers. I can't remember the guy's name right now. And then we got uh, Joe Flacco as of like an elite Flacco. quarterback, really great signing. <laughs> Solid backup for um, who can manage the ball for Jalen Hurts, right. basically. Yeah. I will say this though, or the Eagles' optimization to me lands in the draft. Yeah, it's ran a four-four-six. <laughs> That's incredible. I saw that this morning. I was like, good Lord. <sighs> that kind of speed for a tight end is just unbelievable. The guy's game-breaking. His, his physicality is insane. Um, So I'm happy with either him or Jamar Chase. I personally don't want Demonte Smith. I think with us, he's going to struggle. Kevin's right about that. I think Jalen Waddle would excel in our offense. Yeah. <clears throat> him he's and Rager, incredible. 
Him and Rieger could just draw, hit, run side by side and do the little like the the the, the eagle signature. Mm-hmm. Give, us, give each other a high five. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Of course, I love Jamar Chase too. Obviously, Anquan Bolton with speed is what he's been called. Um. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase might be the best for your offense just because you you could go you could use a little size. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have handed us going out and getting Corey Davis as much as I poo pooed the move. It would have been great if we gave him a back heavy deal. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, you know, Jesse want to go play for the Jets, man. Who, by the way, have had a a sneaky good free agency. I will, I will agree with that. Hey, once I was sneaky, let's talk about the Denver fucking Broncos, man. Their secondary yeah. is fixed overnight. Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby, and now as of literally two days ago, as he only was a free agent for about six hours, Kyle Fuller. Man, I uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like for the Bears to like. All these other organizations like the Saints and the Chiefs, all these guys have come up with very creative ways to work around the cap without getting rid of key players. And the Bears are just like, oh, no, the Eagles fuck it, let's just team restructure. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you really can do that. Like, it, it's like very realistic for you to do. Like the Giants do that. We cut Nate Solar's salary like seven million dollars. Like with the right guys who really care about the team, I feel like you can move around the cap uh, fluently enough to remain afloat and still have decent signings without cutting, you know, Kyle Fuller. It seems just like a boneheaded decision. I don't know. Yeah, here, I mean, like, listen, like, the biggest thing is for me that so I, Kyle Fuller is also 29 years old. Are you really going to want to pay him on his cap in two years? No. That's what the Eagles, like, we're like, hey, Darius, we need you as a corner right now, so we're going to have you just kind of take an L – restructure deal a little bit i mean you were great you were the best corner we've had in philadelphia since samuel but like i also think like don't be surprised the eagles go and get like a kevin king who's got no offers right now right kind of the the uh kind of took all the blame for um you know the <laughs> title game i mean like scotty big, miller big long lanky corner i mm. mean with good safeties, it could fit. I also like. I also think Clowney might get a deal coming up soon. But I think like free agency's wrapped up enough. I think we also were like kissing teams' butts too much. One team that surprised me they didn't make any moves at receiver was uh the Packers. I was like, you're really not gonna try. Oh, oh, Alan Lazard is a number one receiver, number two receiver. Marquez Valdez Scanling. Okay. Devontae Adams is the number one receiver. Nobody's arguing that. Is A, not V. Is A. Keyword. I have I have a theory of who they're gonna draft. I think it's gonna be Rondell Moore, who who oh. ran a who ran um a four two nine, uh, reportedly ran a four two nine, uh and had a so forty was, was two and a half inch Yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. And that's that's but it's like can you can you trust that to happen? I don't think so because the also, Packers have proven they don't Bateman. care. Rashad Bateman. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love Rashad Bateman. Bateman's a big receiver and big physical fast, and he played in cold weather. Yeah. Oh, right there. He played right there. Go Gophers, baby. Across the border. Yeah, I know, and it's it's crazy. I, I look for the Packers. To me, this is like okay, the draft is going to tell me everything they need to know because clearly they kind of took an L. For drafting Jordan, they literally did a statement. Hey, we're gonna waste another one pick on a quarterback just to piss off ours. Or yeah. even we'll take our second pick as a quarterback just to scare the hell out of your quarterback, and then he gets traded. 
See, like everyone's like, oh, Wentz is washed up. The Colts are screwed. I'm like, I've heard, I've heard mixed. I've heard either Colts Super Bowl or Colts washed up. I'm, I'm say, more, I'm more towards this Colts Super Bowl side. Colts could honestly win the Super Bowl this year. Not even king. Like I could see it happening. Like, like really, I'm like, yeah, Colts go draft another. Let's say the Colts are sitting there and that more kids sitting there whenever their first pick is. <laughs> Or they may be like, let's say Waddles, they trade, they maybe they have Smith or Waddles somehow sitting there, or Bateman. And Carson's like, hey, we'll give me another weapon alongside Pascal, and uh, this loser won't give me my own number back. Talking about Michael Pittman. Um, I don't like Michael Pittman. Can I don't understand the hype. The guy has two routes to his brain. That's that's all I see when I watch this guy play. He's basically play. a slower DK Metcalf. Yeah. I don't know. Not even like, that's just until the DK Metcalf. Like, He's got probably the same hands of physicality as Metcalf, but I watched him in college. I, I didn't get the hype. I think T. Higgins is a better, faster version of him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Higgins yeah. is going to be fantastic next year. So He's a big dude. So the draft, the, what the Bengals do is definitely going to affect the entire draft board. For sure. Also, and I think they're the, taking Sewell. I think they have if to. If he gets past the Jets, that's the kicker. Also, yeah. what the hell are the Dolphins doing? Now that Deshaun Watson is like on the Darren Sharper list, Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> um, basically, I don't know what the hell they're doing now. So it's going to be really weird um, seeing what's going on. But um, I, I look at everything that's happened this offseason, and I have honestly no idea what's going to happen when the season starts. <laughs> no clue. This NFC is going to be, this is gonna be like this is going to be like the 2017, 2016, 2018 seasons all over again, where literally the league is just a giant, let's throw 50 darts to the dartboard and see what sticks. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen anymore. Like, I don't think, the, I think the Bucs are going to win the NFC South. It's the only, that's the only prediction I got. Um, yeah. Uh, besides that, the AFC West is a cluster. Like, nobody knows who's going to win that one. Patrick Mahomes can't read a defense. The Raiders are having an identity crisis. The Chargers are I like all the Chargers, man. I like the Chargers. I, I like them a lot. And then the the Broncos secretly got good overnight. They were able to keep Von Miller. Bradley Chubb will be back. They fixed their secondary. And honestly, you draft an O-lineman. Oh, crap. Oh, Drew Locke doesn't have to roll out. He can sit in the pocket and throw darts. No, but man, Drew Locke sucks. I'm sorry. I don't like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is basically like a poor man's Detroit Matt Stafford. Maybe. Like, he's never going to be an elite thrower of the ball. Like, I mean, he's never going to be like an elite quarterback, but he's got a freaking cannon, and he's got great receivers. So he's going to be like a 25-10 and 10 touch t- quarterback with a good running back in Melvin Gordon and, and Royce Freeman. I, I think they're okay. They yeah. still have Noah Fant, too, is one of the best tight end, young tight ends. Yeah, he's great. No, I like Judy. I like Sutton great, and Tim Patrick. Great wide receiver. Even KJ Hamler can fly. Yeah, Hamler's great. Yeah. He just didn't want to run a bad 40 because how small he was. Like, if he ran a bad 40, his draft stock was going to tank, which is smart. But, I mean, it, it just turns into, like, Drew Locke's going to beat you in a couple games. Yeah. Justin Herbert is going to beat you in a lot of games. So I think the winner of the NFC AFC West is going to go like ten and six, eleven and five, best. They're going to think eat, so? they're, I think there a lot of teams going to be splitting records three and three in that division this year. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Like it's going to be a really weird year for that division. And then the NFC West, I don't know what the fuck the Seahawks are doing. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, I like. I don't 
I think I like the Cardinals there. I think I really like that talent, even though I don't think I particularly think Cliff Kingsbury is a great coach. I don't think I don't even think he's a good coach. But I think you put the the talent around Kyler and the protection around Kyler, and I think that offense blooms. And then you have a pass pass rush, a like the pass rush they just got. Yeah, I just think and and Simmons going into his second year, I think they have the pieces to to at least pull out the division. I don't think. Maybe they'll probably lose in the wild card. Like they won't make a run, but I think they have what it takes to to win a di- to win a division. Depends on who they play. If they play like a team like Philly in the wild card round, they're hosed. The only reason they beat Philly last year was it was one versus Hertz's second start. Two, yeah. great game by the way. We didn't even have Darius Slay, so we had J- J- Jonathan Jaquette covering. Yeah. You guys were you guys were out. You guys were picking up guys off the street for the last six weeks of the year. And the worst part is we only lost like two games by blowout in the final like eight games. Yeah. I don't think Philly, Cowboys game was sloppy. I don't think Philly ever gets blown out. We just lose games by touchdown. By a touchdown, it's it's just what happens. And then there was you guys. That game was the you guys and the Browns games like broke me emotionally. You guys put the oh you guys went to Cleveland. Yeah. We didn't. Oh man, that when we played Cleveland, that sucked. Carson started like once again. Carson starts coming back because uh-huh. they, they couldn't get the offense going for the first half. He's the best. He was the best second half quarterback in the league last year, or one of the best, and just like literally like drove them right down the field. Nope, nothing. And we had to play Seattle for the fifteenth fucking year in a row. Dude, when when we beat Seattle this year, I, that was the happiest I was as a Giants fan. I was so mad. <laughs> I had great game. Guys great on that team in my fantasy. And I was like, you, fuck yeah. I was <laughs> and shit. I was like cursing the Seahawks name. I said, DK, you over muscled. I, I was screaming and shit and I was so mad. Um, I think we can put a bow on free agency, at least for like yeah. all the big names. So, oh, oh, one thing. Um, I, I guess this isn't, this isn't really free agency, but I wanted to bring it up. Um, the Steelers granted um, their their number two cornerback Stephen Nelson permission to seek a trade, which I think is huge. They're they are I possibly losing five defensive starters. I think I can think of a team in green and black and gray who kind of needs a number two corner right now. I can too. And has a lot of draft picks they can throw at Pittsburgh. <laughs> we have Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, one. The yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> Oh, you mean John Schneider actually pay for somebody on defense? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, no, they're done. Uh-huh. You can imagine Jamal Adams trade made a bankrupt. Um, yeah, and also, there's no black in the Seattle logo. <laughs> I was just messing I, with you. You're messing with me. Yeah, no. No, I like, they were talking about, like, saying, like, a lot of the Eagles, like, the Eagles, like, sites and everything. They're like, do the Eagles make a run on Steven Nelson? Because he's cheap. He's he, He'll still be on their cap even after the Flacco trade. And I'm just like, you know? Have him plan her contract for one year. Maybe send Zach Ertz to Pitts. Actually, no, they have Eric Ebron. They don't need Zach Ertz. Um, maybe couple one of our seconds. Maybe two of our no, two of our thirds. We have three third round picks. Three of our thirds and maybe a fifth for him if you really want to throw. Like we could throw a fucking book of trade of picks at him. So Howie, make the deal. Like <laughs> let's get a let's get somebody to help out who's a little younger than Dory Jackson. It's not going to ask for money at least until next year. Um. And I think I think um, if he really does end up getting traded and they don't get a great um, return, I think the 
two of the biggest losers this year or this year in the offseason so far, it's been the Steelers and the Bears. Oh, yeah, no. The Bears are looking more and more like a joke every five minutes. At one minute, we were talking about the Bears getting Russell Wilson. Yeah. When, like, Vegas threw that knuckleball at us, and you got sucked up into that. I felt bad. I'm like, oh, my God, my answer put this out there, and now it's not coming true. Um, Then you go into, like, with the with the Steelers, like, they fell – has an organization fallen so far so fast? Since Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I got to ask, though, seriously, once Bud Dupree's ACL went and Juju started doing the Corvette, Corvette dance – I mean, um, a, a fucking gu- a, a dumpster fire. Ever since that fumble, ever since that fumble against the Bengals, things have not been yo. the same. And then the worst part about all, no, even before that, there were a dumpster fire. Yeah, they lost, lost to the, Washington, yeah, Washington when it really went downhill. Yeah. And then, like, after that, you go into the whole, oh, my God, they, they bring back, one, they bring back Juju. Why would you bring him back after how much <laughs> headache he caused you? Go pay somebody else. He could have paid Bud Dupree. Oh, his name might not be right. He'll still be a top 20 pass rusher. TJ Watt's about to get triple teamed. Yeah. I mean. On top of all that, you got nobody in your back end except for Mike Minka Fitzpatrick. Who's going to cover anybody? What, the ghost of Artie Burns? Like, Damn. It cracks me up. It really does. I, I look at this team and I'm just start. I just chuckle. They just leave the C gap open and hope that Palomalu shows up. Yeah, right. Like they they saw they 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 wave some head and shoulders on the they rub some head and shoulders. Yeah. And he pops up like a gremlin. Yeah, no, I, think <laughs> I I would agree with that completely. Also, one team that like I'm so split on because I don't know if they're a winner or a loser. I'm gonna sit right on the one of the other losers we can talk about the Seahawks. Yeah. For, oh, absolutely. They do shit. And well, like they're they're and they they're, lost Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, they lost Shaquille Griffin. They know where to replace him. You also throw in the fact that um, they never really even like like they were like they were like apparently like the big like the big swinger for the Earth train. They've been dragging their feet because apparently like Howard's like yeah we'll just wait a little bit. Earth's like oh I want to get traded yeah. now. It's like Zach, it's March twenty third. I don't like I, here here's my one word to Zach Ertz releasing the media. He's upset they haven't traded him yet, buddy. The off-season program hasn't even really started. Just yeah. cool your heels. Shut up. Wait, wait until for, OTAs, pal. Wait, wait for, yeah, there's no OTAs yet. Wait, wait for us to make a move. Shut up. Like, yeah. Zach Ertz makes himself even more of a hated player to me. Last year is when it started. The whole contract shit. Because I, I was starting to grow on Zach Ertz a little bit. He was starting to grow on me a little bit. I was like, all right, cool. This is not bad. I like this guy. He's a clutch tight end. He's a good player. And then... He started just to just oh annoy the hell out of me, and then the whole contract thing, and he wa- storms out of Howie's office when Howie's like, "Listen, you're not a top five tight end unless Carson yeets you the ball forty times." Yeah. Yes, you get open, but the game to me that proved that Zach Ertz was not a top five tight end was San Francisco. He sat there and was single teamed by linebackers. Only time, a couple times with Fred Warner. George Cadle on the opposite side of the ball was triple teamed and still caught the ball sometimes. Was dominating the game on the back end. Made that game real close. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I watched the the best tight end in the league, in my opinion, George Cadle, against the most overhyped tight end league, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz's value dropped so fast, it wasn't even funny. 
crazy. Because, the drop-off this year could not get an ounce of separation. The guy looked like he just came out from the like, laundry. It was like all he did all quarantine was drink with his beautiful wife. Yeah. He may not even drink. I don't know. He looked like he didn't do jack. Dallas Goddard came in, and Goddard, when he was healthy, solid. Like one of he was one of Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz's best weapons. Yeah. And all he did was just take a, a take away snaps from him. So I, I, you know, as much as I love Kyle Pitts, unless we have him play like a hybrid receiver tight end type, and keep Goddard on the field because I think Goddard's so valuable. I agree. Six four runs. If we we're gonna give him, I don't, I can't. I like a four six four five. Like a big runner, like a Gronk. They call him Baby Gronk for a reason in Philly. Yeah. He, that they draft him because he's like, oh my god, he's like Gronk 2.0. <clears throat> Remember the, the that Baby Gronk kid? You ever see that kid on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> What's with him? He, where did he commit? He committed to somewhere like already. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I gotta find this out. Yeah, so let's put a bow on free agency, but that's that's crazy. Like Seattle, <clears throat> Chicago, and Pittsburgh. You guys are losers for agency. Congratulations. Eagles, you went from being a loser to being okay. Good job. <clears throat> Get Steven Nelson, you win. Yeah. Listen, as much as I love Asante Samuel Jr., I don't know if he's going to be sitting there at 38. I don't think so. He's too good of a corner. Yeah. I love the kid, the Stokes kid out of Georgia, though. Uh-huh. That boy can fly. And listen, I don't need – like, that's why I love Adore Jackson. Like, listen, you don't need your best corner to be, like, the fastest. You just need that one corner who can run like a gazelle. Yeah. AA, AKA what you guys have with DRC, who could basically just lock down the speed guy downfield. All right. Moving on. All right. Here we go. Deshaun Watson. Oh, Sorry, brother. What did you say the uh, number was up to today? Okay. I think we're up to 16, according to ESPN. Jesus. Oh my God! And like they're 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 calling him a sexual what they call him a uh, sexual predator or something I mean, today in the media. Uh, like I, they referred to him as like a predator. I was like, oh my Lord, this has gotten dark real quick. And uh, uh, Watson's attorney came out today and said any attack, any um allegation that Deshaun made sexual advances toward these women is completely false. I'm like, all right, at least he's gonna. I'm like, we'll see what happens. I I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't. I just I'm gonna let this work itself out. I want to see yeah. evidence. I want to see evidence. Seriously. It's really screwed to say that, but, like, there was contract negotiations going on. I'm not saying these women are lying. I hope to God they're not, and I hope they get their justice if they're not lying. But just I, I want to, like, know the facts. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to – it's just hard to be – I don't know. When it's that many people, you're yeah, like – No, but it's, like, it, it's it so hard. Higher, though, I'm like, either this dude had a serious problem – Right. Or, like, this is a little too, like, crazy. We, I, I don't know. Like, it's just – I'm not, once again, I'm not trying to say that these women are – Of course. And I hope these women get justice if he really did harm them. I just don't know. I want to see evidence. I want to see the facts. The problem is when you go through just sources like ESPN, a.k.a. Yeah. Woke, Woke PN, and, um, like, CBS News, whatever, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, nobody really knows right now until – like, Darren Sharper, that was a – Closed and shut case within two weeks. That was done. Like, this dude was, like, literally, like, almost Bill Cosby and girls. This is different. We don't know. Like, we there's allegations coming forward. Yeah. Neighbor is the, McNa- is the McNair's – the lawyer is the McNair's neighbor. It all came out right around free agency start when there was rumors about trade. I, I just – everything just seems so odd about this. So, I really hope if he did do all this that he gets – penalized to the fullest extent of the law and those women get justice 
If there's, any, if, there, if there's something different about this case than what I just said, then we got to figure out why. So that's yeah. all I'm going to say. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just think it's. Did you see on McAfee today? They're saying, uh, they're saying. I haven't gotten a chance I, to watch McAfee today. I was working all day. I, yeah, and I can't believe I'm citing those idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm kidding. Pat I'm Mac- kidding. He is the inspiration of this podcast. I know. I'm a fan. I'm being, you know, I'm being a little, uh, you Listen, know, banter. Ke- the Ke- the Kevin idea. It's not a good look for you, buddy. I'm not. A, I'm not a hater like Kevin. I'm a lover. Oh, no, kidding. We love you, Kevin. Um, I love you, Kevin. But they're they're saying still, I think five teams want him in trades, which is like, man, that's tough. I I just don't. Jets, Dolphins, um, Patriots. I'd stay away. I would stay away too. I mean, until this is cleared up. Yeah. I really hope there's no like. They want a discount. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for a discount. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, ready to talk brackets. Oh, yeah. What? All right, NCAA. What the hell? Yeah, I what the? I turned my TV on on Friday. I finally kicked my hangover from my birthday. <laughs> I am cr- drinking a beer, eating sushi, and it's just upset here, upset, upset. there, upset there, upsets everywhere. And the left, right, center. Oh my God! I am just like, I don't. Hey, can you look up if anybody's brackets are still perfect? No. There's no. no. There's no oh, perfect yeah. brackets left. Holy mother of God, that's gonna be the fastest thing ever. And I want to get. I I honestly wish we had a college. We had a better college basketball connection besides us schmucks, because I watched. I used to be such a big college basketball fan back when I was in middle school, in high school, because I love my Tar Heels. But mm-hmm. the, the program's kind of going through a lull right now. Roy was getting old. Can't really recruit who anymore. Happens. Duke's even starting to fall, which I think is hysterical. Yeah, Kentucky's going through lulls. Like I think the one and done rules that the NBA is doing now with the G League is gonna is killing those three programs. Yeah, and then you think I forget what it's called, but they're they're now paying college kids. Remember that? I forget what it's that new offer. It was it was yeah going the yeah that new offer that's big in like Florida and all these places. So mm-hmm. schools in those states are gonna take advantage faster. I also think like kids want like a star power coach like. Jawan Howard, a NBA all-star, Fab yeah. Five alum. Like, this dude's, like, crazy. Even, like, like look like look at Michigan State. I think they're going to be the first program to completely fall off. Yeah. I think Michigan State, no offense. I'm sorry, buddy. I I, didn't I, even... I mean, I'm I'm really impartial, man. I think I'm uh, – I, I, I don't really have a, a, a dog in the fight here. <laughs> it's just I feel bad for Michigan State because, like, it's such a proud program. Like, go back to, like, days of, like – even like as recently as like Draymond Green and even all the way back to like Jason Richardson and all these guys. Like, Cassius Winston. Yeah. We, we beat Duke in the Elite Eight. Yeah, it was a crazy freaking game. Um, It's just it – didn't Gary Harris play for you guys or that was Michigan? I think that was Michigan. Michigan. Um, I'm trying to remember. The, there's not a lot of – um. didn't Adrian Payne play for you guys? I don't know. Gary Harris did play for us. Gary Harris. I remember Gary Harris, yeah. Um, yeah, and no, I remember Gary Harris's college. I was like, I swear to God, he played for Michigan State. But, um, yeah, no, I, um, just a proud program, Tom Izzo. And, like, that that little sideline scuffle he had with his boy uh, during the playing game on Thursday night was just bad. And then, uh, I, I, I love Kevin Cruz. I love Gump Twitter. They're hysterical. They treat the show right. They, I hope they realize if Michigan plays Alabama, who was it, Sunday or Monday night? 
mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Michigan because that's my pick to win the damn thing. I, uh-huh. I will admit that right now. And I know Kevin's going to want to smack my beard into a freaking unibrow. But at the same time, it's like, guys, I got to pick my bracket. They're my winner. <clears throat> I may be like impartially rooting for Michigan because I also do like Michigan basketball because the Fab Five was like one of my favorite documentaries. Like I love Jalen Rowe. Oh, yeah. Chris Weber. I have the Fab Five Nikes in my in my in my closet. They're beat to hell because they're my first pair of like sneakers as a sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no. So like Alabama, it sucks that Alabama and like the only thing would have been worse if Alabama, North Carolina, and Michigan were all in the same bracket. I would have been so heartbroken. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I just like want to r- remind everyone that like, all right, by Friday at nine o'clock, my team had already been eliminated. I was like, well, just like this basketball season, I barely cared and barely watched. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was just like, well, there's I knew Wisconsin was gonna kick our ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's just one of those. It's a bummer to see the streak end, though, you know, for Roy. But I I think that uh, the NCAA has kind of I've seen this a lot on Twitter how they've kind of bumbled up their the seedings and uh, because of their biases, it's it's turned into a little a, a bit unfair, especially with Loyola Chicago. I don't know if you heard about this. People have been saying all year that Loyola Chicago is like a top 15 team in the nation, but just like because of their small conference and that they're a smaller program than you know the teams that the NCAA favors, uh, they put them down as an eight seed, and it kind of it kind of screws Illinois because you know Illinois w- is was a really fun team to watch, and I don't think they should have had to face a team that good that early. I also will argue that like that argument can it's like it's a tournament. Every any given ball game we sub on the court, you should be willing to play and win. It's almost I, I blame Illinois for taking them lightly. I blame sure. Ohio State for taking Oral Roberts. Oh lightly. yeah. And the fact that oh my God, shout out to our boy Vegas Brett. Oh Area Fifty One uh, tailgate. Oh my God, this dude was funny. Just the whole blowjob Bob shit. I was laughing my <laughs> ass off. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like. Yo, the worst part is, I know a couple of Ohio State fans, man. They were just tight. They were so mad. And my buddy, he, my buddy, he's an Ohio State fan. But he also went to the University of Ohio, and they're they were still in from it. What's on North, like North Texas? Like yeah. some of these teams, like even Rutgers got a damn. Well. I was like, what the hell is going on this year? Syracuse against all odds, buddy Beheim pulling out, just pulling is up in Jim's Bay. kid or grandkid. Son, it's his son. Yeah. Oh, okay, because Jim Beheim's older than the Covenant, so I didn't know, like... Yeah, crazy. I didn't know if he, like... Because he came on the arc with Noah, so I don't know if, like, <laughs> if, like how old he was. But, um, yeah, no, that's, like, that's insane to me, like, that, like, Buddy Beheim Leave it to a white boy with range to start tearing the tournament up. I love it. <laughs> Getting some Jimmer, like, PTSD flashbacks right now, like, holy shit. I loved Jimmer when I was a kid. Oh my god! Everyone I had so much Jimmer fun. Range and trying to like heave a ball from like half court. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, you know it's it's come down to eight games now, Samir. I think we can pick the games for this weekend. You want to try picking them? Oh sure. Oh, we're gonna do a pick on boys and girls. This is gonna be fun. Huh? All right, here we go. My app doesn't need to upload update. Come on, NCAA March Madness Live. Do not let me down. I'm a I'm a sleeper app kind of guy. Shout out to sleeper app. Ooh, yeah, you've been trying to push me on those guys for a hot minute. All right. So, first game, speaking of Sister Jean and the Loyola boys. By the way, 26 and 4. Woof. Woof. <laughs> uh, all right, taking on Oregon State. I Oregon State's the high. I almost feel like Oregon State's the underdog in this one. 
Yeah, I I would say so. How do you, what is can you even do they are they have the lines up yet or no? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check right now. Yeah, we'll give a I little preview. They've got Farva from Super Troopers taking on Oregon State, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. That man literally has the mustache. That would that would like if I was at a playground with my kids, I would yank them into the into my SUV and peel out of. I saw that man near a playground, but the dude literally looks like a guy from Super Troopers, which is hysterical. Um, and we all know the story. I, I also like when, we're, when they were doing the Gump Twitter like um, like bracket. I called Kevin the little Chicago of the bracket, and nobody got the joke, and I got really offended for about five seconds. And they're like, "Oh wait, I get it. That's actually really smart." I'm like, "Huh," but um. Uh- so uh, Loyal Chicago is favored by six and a half. Holy shit. Uh, you know, give me Sister Jean, the boys. I'll take Loyal Chicago. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I, I think they're, oh. they're they're a great team. Tough, shoot the ball well. Yeah, they really do shoot the ball well. Also, Oregon State, I think, takes advantage of a lot of team sloppiness, and Loyal Chicago is not a sloppy team. Oh, absolutely. Um, Nova, Baylor. I got an axe to grind in this one, Baylor. Yep, Baylor, too. I have them in the final four. The best, I, damn, team, the best damn team in the country. It's it's them in, in in the Zags I think are the two best teams and I think it's by far I think they'll yeah the fact that I had them losing the elite in the sweet in the final in the lead eight was hysterical I I'm, I I should have been like institutionalized for my bracket this year um Oral <laughs> Roberts in Arkansas I know Kevin's picking <laughs> Oral Roberts I know for a fact he is Arkansas head coaches blocked our friend and uh assist and our boy. My partner in crime, Kevin Langley, on Twitter, I think he's hysterical. Um, he's blocked half of Gump Twitter. So, with that in mind, I don't think I can actually pick Arkansas without Kevin stabbing me. So, or Roberts. Also, because I love the, the watching those guys play. I honestly yeah, like, enjoy watching them play. They're fun. They're like the they're like the athletic shooting version of Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. By the way, do you? I remember watching a thing about Florida Gulf Coast, and they had a whole piece about how they had like a lazy river on their campus. And is oh that no, tr- they do. That's uh, incredible. Our friend of the show, Savannah, former co-host, she actually was supposed to be our surprise uh, co-host tonight. She had to bail late, but so yeah, she's a Florida Gulf Coast alum. She told us this off camera once that like their campus is basically a resort. Yeah. I remember seeing – I think it was like CBS Sunday morning. Yeah, and they no, just went to the campus and were like, ESPN's, this is incredible. The ESPN College Game Day special. It was crazy. Yeah. So who yeah, you I, Roberts? I'll take, I'll take Oral Roberts. I'll, I'll take Oral Roberts. He also, my roommate – Second, boys and girls, Gump Twitter. Don't hate our intern. He thought about it, but he, he went with Oral Roberts. Uh, I, I like it because my roommate has Arkansas winning, and I don't want that to happen. Uh, true. You don't want to hear that shit. I got you. Um, yeah, no. Syracuse and Houston. This one's interesting to me. Buddy Bayheim versus uh, Houston is an odd team. I've watched them twice. I, I can't get excited about them. They're like fun to watch, but it's not like a team. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I I, I for one have a very spot, soft spot for Houston as a. I don't know why. Every time in March Madness, I like them going deep. I just think they're always just a fun, usually solid on defense, shoot the three well. And they're just a fun team to watch, and I don't know. I gravitate towards them. So I'm going to have Houston winning. I have them in the Final Four. Fair enough. I'll go with you on this one. Actually, no, no. If I don't take this Syracuse, my big sis, my proxy big sister will disown me. Mm. I have to take Buddy Bayham and the boys for one more upset. The way this is going this year, I will take an L in this game to keep like keep relationships intact here. 
Um, Sunday games. Creighton Gonzaga, our, as our boy Andy Patton, friend of the show, will tell you, Gonzaga's going to roll them. But 28-0. Creighton yeah. basic. Creighton didn't even almost – Creighton almost didn't even make it out of the fucking round of 32. So, yeah. yeah, no. Creighton's been skinning by – Gonzaga's going to steamroller them. This is the Drew best Jimmy. Gonzaga team I've seen since they took on uh, my my North Carolina boys a couple years ago in 17. Yeah. They, that was I, I mean, this is the if I mean, there's no other year but this year for for Gonzaga. It's always been there's a, they're great and but there's just one team better than them. I think this might be the year. And it's only ba- shout out team things seem taking them out are Baylor and Michigan. Yeah, I, I got to shout out my boy Drew Timmy. Great mustache game, great attitude on the court. The guy has balls. I'm a Drew Timmy fan. Uh, fair enough. We might have to bring Andy Patton on the show if they make it to the Final Four. <clears throat> I'm down. Big big uh, front of the show, by the way. Like his goes. By the way, go check out Gozag Go. It is the best Gonzaga podcast around. No question. These boy, this dude goes in for it. Um, Michigan Florida State, which feels like a football game. Um, give me big blue. Besides my hatred of that 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 swamp that swamp hole over in Tallahassee. Uh, I also think they're they're also my national title pick. Also, I watched them basically just pull away from LSU, who was a very good team. Surprisingly, I was very impressed. Um, but yeah, no, I watched L- I watched them just pull away from LSU in a very sloppy game. So you saw the class of their team come up. Jawan Howard's a great coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I this is I, I'll be honest, this is a game that I'm not too uh, invested in. But I'm going to take Michigan. I think Florida State uh, has some weaknesses that will be exploited, and I think Jawan Howard, yes, is a great coach. Alabama-UCLA. I'm just going to take Alabama right now. They look so yeah. against Maryland. Oh, my God. They, they, were just they shoot threes. the ball like fucking hell, man. Oh, my God. It looked like a Golden State Warriors game from 2015. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. They couldn't miss. It's like, they the hell? Miss. They they will, but eventually they will miss though. That's why I don't think they can win. I think like a team like an athletic team will put them away. UCLA, I feel like is just we're happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oregon USC. I'll let you go first this week because I'm Pac-12 basketball is kind of not my forte's last game of the weekend. So. I um I'm taking USC. I have USC um into the next round um. I think uh, – why am I blanking on those two brothers? Some of the most talented – what am I – why am – oh, the Mobleys. Uh, yeah, I think like, – I yeah, I think the Mobleys are – Are they Tito's kids? I don't know. I don't want to look that up because I'm like – basketball talent plays in Los Angeles. I feel like I, we're gonna about to get a Tito Mobley reference here. Flashback to early 2000s NBA basketball. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, Isaiah Mobley, Isaiah Mobley, I think he's fantastic two-way player, maybe one of the most talented players in the league. I, I think he's been overshadowed by, uh, you know, guys like Luca Garza and guys like Cade Cunningham, who are both unfortunately out of the tournament. I was very sad to see Luca Garza go. I, um, but yeah, I think those guys are too talented. Oregon is really fun to watch. I watched that Oregon game uh, the other day, and they were just running away with it, and they play incredible defense. Like oh no that's fantastic. why I'm picking, that's why I'm picking the ducks like they just lock you down. I watch five minutes of the game I'm like yeah score 
They yeah. didn't, I think I lost like five minutes. I saw, I remember who the hell they were playing. I was mesmerized. It looked like those old school like Spurs Bruce Bowen days. Just like mm-hmm. like nobody was getting the ball, and there was like, good lord, like you yeah. don't see defense like that in college basketball anymore. I love and it. Smart passing, really smart passing. They're just a really well run team. Let's be honest here. Yeah. They remind me and, of the Jordan. The, it reminds me of the Jordan Bell um team from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And to bring it back, Baby Gronk is actually committed to Oregon. Ah, fair enough. All right. That was our March Madness picks. We're almost at an hour. So I think we're going to make it past 35 minutes today. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Shout out to the intern boys and girls. Let's give a round of applause. Like, come on. Like, there we go. Like, seriously. I come here to play, ladies and gentlemen. I know. Like, he, I asked him to step up today, and he did. I tried to reach out. I, like, I reached out a couple people. But I, like, I'm, like, I woke up this morning. I'm, like, you know what? Fuck it. If my if my number two doesn't come in, like, we'll just give Samir the shot. The kids earned it. Kid, kid stepped up to play today. I am proud of you, kid. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, intern, since Kev is not doing anything weird this week, do you have anything you'd like to share? Do you have anything you want to get off your chest? Any uh, things that are pissing you off? Floor is yours. I have something to say. Angsty intern thoughts. Here we go. Now, this is... um. This is... Maybe a trivial issue to many of you listeners, but um, last night I was engaged in a game of Parcheesi. Just acting like a total 60-year-old. Go on. <laughs> and I played maybe the worst game of Parcheesi anyone's ever played, and here's why. I had one guy out. I perpetually always had one guy out, then got bit and went back. And then I'd go for at least 10 turns without rolling a five. Meanwhile, all the other players getting guys in home, moving 20 spaces up and down, all left, right, the board. And I just don't understand, like probability-wise, how I could be boned roll after roll after roll after roll. And of course I lost. And it's something I'm a little bitter about. No, you seem so normal about it. (laughs) Oh, and also – from what I've seen in Justice League so far, they're making Wonder Woman look weird. I will – well, listen, no. Wonder no, action is good, though. Action Wonder Woman good. 84 did that to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, oh, God, Justice League. You know, I just – I'm happy they – like, you know, I, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I just saw in the credits that, like, they did use Joe Maganello for Deathstroke, which made me very happy. I'm excited so, to see that. That's my boy right there. If the only thing we made it better is they did like they had like Dylan O'Brien come in as Red Hood, my boy Jason Todd. Mm. The only thing better, I've been like yes, because Jason Todd is the angry, slightly a little too violent, gun obsessed version of Batman that I need in my life. Like the only Batman I actually like, everyone's like, do you like Batman? I'm like, the only Batman I like is Christian Bale's Batman. Batflex cool. Val Kilmer's okay. The animated series Batman's kind of funny, but he's not really my favorite character. Like, Batman Beyond was my shit. Mm-hmm. But Jason Todd is just something else to me. Like, that man is the only, like, everyone's like, what are your top ten favorite superheroes? And I'm like, and antiheroes mixed together. The only DC character that cracks the top five besides Deathstroke is Jason Todd. He's number five. Wow. I'm a big uh, Dick Grayson guy myself, Nightwing. I'm a big Nightwing guy. All right. There we go. All right, we're going to roll right in the last call. All right. All right, I got to give a shout-out to 
Eagles Twitter, even Cowboys, Cowboys Twitter this offseason has been so quiet. Cowboys fans, the only Cowboys media that has been insufferable is ESPN. I mean, they hire seven Cowboys for their football coverage. What do you expect? God, every time I see Anthony Spencer on the day, I don't know who's dumb or him or Kendrick Perkins. I, the, every the, the two like Perkins the other day so this is how I'm leading into this one Perkins the other day said the Timberwolves need to trade away everything including Towns and Russell and build around it. Anthony <laughs> I think he's dumb Perk, on purpose man Perk shut the fuck up <laughs> your best moment of your life is getting dunked on by Blake Griffin and being the annoying little bum who was fi- tough enough to deal with KG's complaint yelling. Because ba- Big Baby Davis was crying on the sideline, earning his nickname. Um, Anthony Edwards has exceeded my expectations this off- this year. He's the only reason I turn on a Timberwolves game. I love Towns. I love D'Lo. I love Malik Beasley and Nas Reed. I love this team, man. They're fun. They sucked for the first half of the year, which shows how bad of a coach Ryan Saunders was. It sucks because his dad is like a legend. RIP to flip. Um, I like Jared Culver too. I'll say. I love Culver is gonna be a great off the bench guy for us. I thought this guy was gonna be like a like a lanky, shorter like like Ariza type, but he's just gonna be a good like off the bench guy. I think we gotta get rid of a Kogi though because he's just mm-hmm. all energy and there's not really anything else besides defense. But uh, yeah, I love Ant. I cannot wait to see him. D'Lo and Cat all on the same floor. Oh my lord, it'd be incredible. Uh, also, by the way, Ant back when Towns and D'Lo were both out was literally one of the greatest things I watched. Like I watched this guy; he has no fear. He shoots over guys like Braun. He dunks on big men. He plays with instant energy, and it just looks like he loves playing the game. That's the biggest thing to me. Love how I went from like talking football Twitter, and I, I, I was able to like lead you. They, you think it was an Eagles rant, and I swing it over to basketball. I like and Bob suckered. and Weave at the at the corner. Yeah, I suckered everyone in that one. Like I was just like, everyone thinks we're talking about the Eagles right now, and everyone thinks we're off the damn podcast. No, it, first of all, I it sucks that Lamelo Ball got broke his wrist. Bummer. It sucks after the rest of the season because you know Lamelo Ball is gonna be a great solid. He's fun to watch, man. He's a really fun to watch. He's a good scorer. Not going to lie. I think he's the third best. He's going to have the third best career out of this, like, group of prospects. I think James Wiseman is going to have a legendary career in Golden State if they keep him. Because really? if they can keep – but this is only a big if. He's my wild card because if, if, if they can't keep Curry and Clay on the court for more than 25 minutes now, I swear they made a deal with the devil in 2013 to get, like – the, have a Splash Brothers season, but I I, I th- honestly think, like, I think Andy Edwards is going to be, like, a D-Wade type. Like, I don't think he's... Is he going to be some weird hybrid of, like, a D-Wade meets a less, slightly less bouncy Vince Carter? Yes. Do I think he's going to have a Hall of Fame career? He has a possibility for it? Yes. Do I think he could be in Minnesota? Yes. Do I think he's going to be the savior that Minnesota's been looking for since KG? Oh, hell yes. I think Cat is the perfect number two. Yeah, he's, he can do it he's, all. He's a number two on a NBA Finals roster. D'Lo is, the, is a number three on a Finals level roster. If Anthony Edwards can make the jump I think he can make, that team is going to... All right, let's look at the starting lineup here. Uh, point guard, D'Angelo Russell. Um, shooting guard, Anthony Edwards. Small forward, insert defensive player here. 
Could be Jared Culliver. Could be Malik Beasley. Don't matter. You can put Edwards at, at forward. I don't care. Power forward. Doesn't matter. Get a defensive guy. Get a rebounder. Get a shooter. It doesn't matter. Or put Towns at forward and put Nas Reed at center. Put Jake Lehman at center. It's fine. I mean, at power forward. Then put Towns at center. There you go. That is a legitimate Western Conference Finals lineup right there if Towns makes the leap that he could make this offseason. And Towns and D'Lo stay healthy. Especially with how the West, now that LeBron's aging, everything's looking a little more level at West. The Eastern Conference, holy mother of God. Yes. Oh, man. Between Brooklyn, Boston, and Philadelphia, and then you everyone forgets about Miami. And, and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. It's like, oh my God. The East is looking back like the Jordan days again, where it's just like a bunch of mur- like a bunch. It's like gonna be a gladiator fight until like the next ten years at least. Well, Brooklyn's got about a three-year window. Let's be honest. Yeah, Brook- I yeah, I agree. But I mean, I still think Giannis might stay in Milwaukee forever. I think Tatum and Brown are gonna just stay around enough to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I Lakers' appeal is gonna dry up real fast. I think LeBron kind of, the LeBron and unfortunately RP to Kobe thing kind of, but AD without LeBron is still AD. Kyle Kuzma's more accessible with fashion than he is with playing ball. Alex, Alex Caruso basically is just that one white boy who's got bounce. Yeah, and they're just like, you know, the Lakers kind of rely on, on, Oh, the next big free agent signing wants to be a Laker. That's kind of what they 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 go from from big splash to big splash, and that that's kind of what I've seen. One talent they had was what? Um, Kobe. Yeah. Holy shit. I would say I would also say Andrew Bynum for those two three years he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he wanted to go to Philadelphia and his his brain just unraveled. That was horrible. He had great hair though. The fro with like the seven foot one body. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just I loved how like everyone shit on this draft, and I was just like, and I said it. I said to our former colleague Joey Levin, Joey Levin, I said, listen, I love Anthony Edwards. Was I love him too? I think for you guys, he's a perfect fit. He's an athletic scoring guard who can play defense. I'm like, dude, that's literally my wet dream. You kidding me? As a fan, I just not to get gross here, but like, yo, like when I'm thinking like, what's the ideal player for Minnesota? It's a freaking athletic shooting guard who can hit threes. Yeah. And then I saw, like, I started falling in love with this kid's game when I saw him hit a three in LeBron's face. I'm like, oh, I like this kid. He's got some balls. And then I saw him just yam it on like big man. Oh my god, man! It's like, oh my god. This kid's D-Wade with a bigger body and a better three-point stroke. Maybe not as good on defense. D-Wade was also fast as hell. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't have D-Wade's speed, but when he misses in speed, he has, like, three-point shooting and big size. Like, the guy looks like a damn linebacker. Yeah. That's and, the one thing I love. Like, LaMelo Ball, Samir, I think you may have more muscle than he does. Probably. And I'm a big, strong man, though. Very, Keep that in mind. a very slender man. <laughs> he is very thin. It's a good, he, but he he rocks with it. It's his type. He's not like me, Mr. Amita Jim Muscle, who like you know tries to work off the IPAs and Chinese food. Um, yeah, no, but Lamelo Ball doesn't have an NBA body to me. He doesn't. James Wiseman, I think, he even needs to put on weight, or he's gonna yeah, be he does. Person. He's a little thin, or he's gonna be like another Marvin Bagley, who's just kind of an okay player out in Sacramento, who nobody really remembers. Um. I love Marvin Bagley's game, though, which sucks. He plays in Sacramento, so nobody knows who the hell he is. Um, yeah, but I watched that. I saw Edwards. I'm like, 
who's that? They're like, that's Anthony Edwards. That's the guard from Georgia. Oh, he's built like a linebacker. I like this. Like, see, everyone forgets, like, one of the biggest things I – you could even take this to the NFL draft right now. I was like, who do you want for the Eagles to draft if they're going to take a receiver? I'm like, the guy, an Eagles fan who listens to our, oh, who listens to our showcase and he asked me, he goes, I'm like, listen, we don't get Kyle Pitts and we get a receiver. Oh, Waddle or Chase? I don't want Devontae Smith. They're like, why? I'm like, because he's as skinny as LaMelo Ball. That's the problem. It's like I – corners are getting more and more physical. And it seems like with Smith, Smith's a great route runner, and I think he was dominating corners. I think he's going to have a great career, but he's going to take some shots. And he's going to struggle like Rieger and Ruggs did where he has a little trouble getting off. He was not really – his line of scrimmage get off was a little kind of shaky too, which I thought found, I found odd watching on tape the last couple days. I love Jalen Waddle though. I think he's just just speed, just like just all right, just gone. Uh, but also like I love like Jamar Chase basically bullies cornerbacks for fun. So yeah, Kyle Pitts basically plays is a tight end playing receiver. So all right, folks, that wraps it up for episode 162 of the Corner. Holy shit, we are flying. We set the MLB mark today, boys and girls. Um. <laughs> Oh, baseball season starts in nine days, Samir. Are Oof. you excited? Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Ugh, life is better with baseball, man. For the Xbox drop oh. in four weeks. I'm so excited. I can't excited. wait. Dude, I haven't played a baseball game, like, repeatedly since, like, I had MLB, like, nine innings on my phone, like, four years ago. Oh, I love that game, by the way. Great game, by the way. Like, incredible. But besides that, it's MLB 2K from... 20 yeah great games those are awesome i love those one of the greatest baseball games ever and they took it away from us god it was brutal i was so sad when they stopped making those i, I looked at mlb2 mlb uh, and it was just oh the show that's the only baseball game I'm like that's depressing like I, like so on xbox i can pre-order right now and i'm like i would love to, i mean it's i mean i'm not gonna get the i'm not gonna get the actual physical copy i'm just gonna get it digital Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, they're like, do you want the Jackie Robinson Legend Edition for $100? I'm like, I would love to. But I'm never spending $100 on a video game. At least outright. Yeah. Um, I will spend $60 on the one with Tatis on the cover. And because here's the scariest thing. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day. I'm like, you know the worst part is? I've been shitting on my Diamondbacks since, like, December. They're, like, sneakily beating decent teams or losing by one or two runs with their scrubs all their young guys who like rojas and van meter and Ru- the only one who's having a bad spring is dalton bar show but okay christian christian walker has like five home runs like 13 rbis just crushing the damn ball and i'm like okay don't don't let's i mean like you have zach galen who's gonna be who's our ace they have mad bum who's remembered how to pitch because even Steve said he looks like he's got he's got his intimidation factor back. So I don't know. If Luke Weaver finally coming, I mean, it's weird. Like I, the team I shit on the most is the team that like is going to be just might actually be good. It might like be like that last wild card team because like God knows it's gonna be seeing freaking San Diego and Los Angeles just dominating teams. Yeah. Hey, listen, all you need is just to be like within a couple of games of them. They just need to go on a bad. That's what beautiful thing about baseball. You can have the most loaded team, and you could just go on a bad streak, and you can miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's a it's a marathon, man, not a race. Wasn't that like loaded rotation Phillies team one of those teams, like the Cliff Leroy Holiday teams? Where yeah. They, one year they missed the playoffs because they literally just like went on a bad streak and they missed it by like a game. 
I think it was like 2010 or something. But they, oh man, and when they won the when they won in 2008, that was they were clicking. That was one of the best rotations that team I've ever seen. Okay, that team. I, that was that was the Utley Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins team. That was that team. Was yep, and then they had they had so, Cliff Lee, uh, um, Cliff Lee, Roy Holiday, um, Cole Cor- Hamels. Uh huh. Oh, Joe and Lance. by the way, Cole Hamels, absolute baller back in the Roy, day. Uh, Roy Oswald. Yeah, Roy Oswald. Pitcher. Oh my God. Pitcher. The Texan who threw gas was their fourth pitcher. I found that hysterical. And didn't they have like, didn't they have Billy Myers or Papelbon for their fucking closer? I didn't think that. I don't think they had Papelbon yet. He was their closer in, in like, actually they might have. They had either Brett Myers or they had like some big name closer too. That team was stacked. Yeah. So we have. Uh, they had um, a team ERA of. Oh, they're not showing me. Oh, come on. Oh, here we go. Uh, so they had a team ERA of. Uh, this is the starting pitchers. I'm gonna title this episode "Rise of the Intern." By the way, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, I'm not finding it. I'm sorry. I built it well, up. I remember that team was disgusting. <laughs> that's all I remember. Like they they were literally like shitting on teams. I was like, I remember we we played them. The Diamondbacks played them in like. I remember the Diamondbacks and the Yankees both played them in like bat, like within weeks of each other. And I remember watching the Yankees lose two or two out of three. The Diamondbacks losing three out of four. I was like, holy shit, these guys are good. Yeah. yeah. All right, that wraps it up, folks. It's been an hour and eight. I'm shot. I still have to shower because, you know, hustle never stops, man. From work to the gym, from the gym back to work because that's what it is. It's a grind. All right. Kevin Pat will be back for live stream Thursday. 6.30 Eastern Time on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod. I think Belly of Sports will also be doing our thing too. Also on Facebook at Belly Sports. I think YouTube as well. I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll, we'll let you know details. Alright, I'm Jared. That's the intern. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.